that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! In the Big Ten Championship! He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening out there it is a party of today holiday is today it's wednesday also as well you know what that means and it's february 14th of 2024 that means it's valentine's day as well so happy valentine's day to you out of there and we're gonna get into something a little bit later that you'll want to stick around for so and it has on the topic of discussion about a uh, Valentine's Day and uh, coming up here on uh, the uh, program uh, here on the uh, starting lineup. You're hanging out with me and Travis Sparks for the next hour. Eric is out uh, for uh, today, so he should be back uh, tomorrow. But uh, flying a solo here uh, today and uh, coming up here on uh, the uh, program. Of course, uh, we're going to be hitting up on uh, the uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, there uh, last night. Had uh, some uh, great games there on uh, the uh, uh, slate uh, there. So we'll hit up on uh, that as well as we'll hit up on uh, the uh, schedule for uh, this evening. Have a little bit of a light schedule this evening, but it gets more on the plate on Thursday with regional championships all over the place uh, there. So uh, we'll hit up. We'll be hitting up on uh, that. We'll also be uh, uh, taking a look at a game that you heard right here on 98.9 and something that I'm personally loving about. And I got my Illini gear on uh, today. And so we'll hit up on uh, that matchup and recap uh, that Illini win. We're not going to overreact to this. But, you know, yesterday, uh, even the most optimistic fan uh, was – uh, not feeling it <laughs> after that loss on a Saturday, but that's okay because eh, we'll talk about it coming up here in uh, just a second. But uh, we'll head up on that as well as I got some uh, NBA stuff to uh, take a look at uh, from uh, last night. And also uh, coming up with the uh, uh, topic of a uh, Valentine's Day on everybody's uh, mind here today, I got a special top three for you coming at you in the uh, last segment to uh, close it out and it's a valentine's day a th- uh, centric theme to the top three today and uh this could reveal a lot about me today but 
uh, I, uh, I'm going to do it. And it's, uh, I'm here alone today, so I'm going to uh, unleash that top three uh, coming at you a little bit later in the show. It has something to do with Valentine's Day and this wonderful holiday. Uh, so you want to stick around uh, for uh, that. It has a little bit to do with uh, well, complete opposites of uh, this holiday. That's the only hint that I'll give you uh, there for now. So stick around for that uh, top three. And I'll see whatever else I can uh, come with, up with uh, on today's program as well. Might touch a little bit on uh, some baseball uh, stuff as well because we are getting into that season where uh, pitchers and catchers are uh, making their way down to their spring training facilities or I guess over to those teams that play in Arizona uh, there. I always think of Cardinals, of course, so uh, we're one step closer to having a Cardinal baseball back here on the uh, station as well. Here on this Valentine's Day, we want to show some love to uh, the people that make the starting lineup a possible every single weekday. They include a Tingley Insurance Agency, McMahon Meats, and a Tatopolis State Bank. We give them uh, flowers here today, and we should give them flowers every single day for bringing you the uh, starting lineup to your airwaves or to your podcasting platforms uh, wherever you listen to us. At. We greatly appreciate here, and we love all of you for doing so every single day as well all right so i've set the table here on this uh, v-day table for one today hey isn't that the story of my life and uh, let's get into it today and uh, let's head it up with uh, the uh, first segment and it's our first segment we call first things first before we get into the show First things first. And, of course, we're starting off in uh, things that we love uh, to see, and we'd love to see it uh, there uh, last night at the uh, State Farm uh, Center, the Illini uh, against the Wolverines. And uh, Illinois put a drubbing on Michigan uh, there. And still, John Howard is winless against the Illini Winless against uh, Coach Underwood uh, still owns uh, Coach Howard there, and it was a, a beat down there last night, a 97 to uh, 68. Much better performance for Illinois. Maybe it was a wake up call there on a Saturday. Uh, I said it there at the very top. I'm not going to get too high about this. The Illini did what they needed to do. Sure, every single night are they going to shoot 48 percent, close to 50 percent from beyond the arc? No, they're not. Are they going to shoot 56% every single night? No, they certainly are not. But they did that last night, and they did exactly what they needed to do against a Michigan Wolverine team. And uh, they were uh, how they are in the standings, only 3-11 and now in a conference play. All these people, and including uh, on this show, we've, we've said in the past of uh, should Coach uh, Howard be fired? No, let's keep him around. Let's give him a lifetime contract. Uh, there at Michigan because if that means that he'll never win another game against Illinois that will continue to be Michigan that's been over a thousand days plus and counting since Michigan last beat us in basketball then we will take that all day every day uh, but they were 14 and a half point favorites was Illinois and they ended up covering that in some I know Eric was a little bit about that 14 and a half 15 and a half point spread 
there yesterday, but no problem. We covered that pretty easily. You did what you needed to do against a uh, Michigan team that, uh, well, we wondered why it was such a, a big point spread, but then I forgot because it was a ridiculous suspension uh, that their uh, leading scorer, one of their best players, if not their best player for Michigan, is suspended for just road games. And uh, so this would include one of those road games. So that's why the point spread was the way that it was. And maybe that was why the final score uh, was the way that it was there. Maybe it would have been a tad closer, but uh, recent history would say, it wouldn't have mattered either way. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. had a, a great night and a great shooting night there as well. Only missed four shots from the field, and three of those were from beyond the arc. And he had 31 points, one of his better performances since returning from the uh, suspension that he had and all those games that he missed. And also, uh, talk about a little salty much in the post game, but uh, Coach uh, Howard. Uh, told uh, Line Eye Nation and told uh, uh, us thank you because or you're welcome is what he said. Uh, but apparently, Tanner Jr. was uh, potentially gonna be going into a Michigan when he was trying to decide on where he was going to uh, play his collegiate, finish out his collegiate career. And uh, apparently, Michigan thought that he was coming there and he was uh, committed there. And then, I uh, of course, we know he ended up coming here to a Champagne, but. Uh, and that's when he told uh, Atlanta Nation, you're welcome. Well, big thumbs up and big thank you uh, for that, uh, Coach Howard, for uh, not being able to do your job and recruiting a uh, player to come and play for you. So uh, we definitely do appreciate uh, that. So uh, they had 17 assists and they only had eight turnovers in the entire game. That's definitely something that you uh, like to see. And uh, Illinois couldn't score it of three more points. That would have been really cool to put a hundo uh, up on a team like Michigan uh, in the Big Ten. You know, it, you could do it against a non-conference opponent. I think we did it earlier in the season, but uh, it would have been completely different uh, to do with that. But uh, three points short of that ultimate goal. A uh, guy that was doing a good assisting was uh, Coleman Hawkins. He had five of those 17 assists uh, there, and he contributed 17 points uh, there, and he was – uh, 50% from beyond the arc and uh, 6 for 10 uh, from the field. Also, Guerriere was in a double figures with a 10, and he had 7 rebounds as well. And Damask had a, a good game as well from uh, my anger towards him on Saturday for not having the best performance, but uh, he had a 13 points in the win last night uh, there as well. So, uh, we're not going to get too high or too low about this. The loss, Illinois did exactly what they needed to do against a team the caliber of Michigan uh, there. And again, you know, Harmon was pretty decent off the bench, but that was really uh, one of the only uh, big factors off the bench. Maybe Danger played a little bit more minutes because of the uh, blowout there, but I like to see 13 minutes out of Danger uh, there. Uh, Harmon had eight of those points off the uh, bench uh, there. Uh, Luke Goody only played 14 minutes, and that was, uh, you know, only made one three uh, there. So eh, maybe with the blowout, didn't need to play uh, that much. But, uh, hey, Illinois didn't turn the ball over, didn't uh, have a letdown there. as It was really uh, got it going there in early going. And also, Called into question their defense yesterday. 
with their efforts the last few games and particularly on Saturday against so Sparty and the defense was a lot better uh, this time around uh, throughout the uh, whole game really uh, Michigan started out 30% from the field and they only made one three in the entire game they were one for 10 uh, there and they did end up shooting 42% uh, from the field but I thought that the uh, defense was uh, really superb uh, early on so uh, that's nice to see Illinois getting back to those uh, roots uh, there and the greatness that we had at the beginning of the season with our defense uh, there so uh, another win for Illinois in uh, the uh, Big Ten doing what you need to do against Michigan and uh, thank you uh, Coach Howard for uh, your against uh, Illinois. Uh, now uh, the Illini are 9-4, and four, two games back of uh, Purdue in the Big Ten standings, and the Illini are 18-6. and six. Overall, while Michigan falls in the basement, they are dead last in the Big Ten at 3-11, and 11, uh, trailing one, well, yeah, one game uh, behind their rivals, Ohio State, who's 4-10, and 10, ouch, in the uh, conference and uh, Michigan 8 and a 17 overall uh, there for the uh, Wolverines and uh, the Illini bounce back after their loss against Sparty and uh, their next game uh, comes on to the road their next two games come on to the road uh, for Illinois we know the uh, adventure it's been on the road in the Big Ten and so uh, they'll be up against Maryland on a Saturday and then uh, Penn State uh, next Wednesday, uh, they're in Happy Valley. Do they still call it Happy Valley, even though it's not at the football stadium? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Maryland game starts at 4.30 uh, tip-off, and uh, 3.30 will be in again our coverage, and we'll probably hit up on that more on a Friday's show. And, of course, uh, the uh, Sports Spectacular, powered by the IlliniGuys.com, will have their things to say about a last night's game as well as that game uh, against Maryland uh, coming up on uh, Saturday uh, there. And Maryland's kind of uh, fallen a little bit as uh, they're only 5-8 and eight now down in the basement as well. You know, 5-8. and eight. Rutgers is only a couple games better. Penn State as well, 6-7. and seven. Them and Rutgers are in the bottom of the standings in 13-11. Are the uh, Terrapins uh, this season? So I uh, got a hold of serve for the uh, Illini, and their next game that is going to be back in Champaign is going to be on the uh, 24th. So not this upcoming Saturday, but the following Saturday there against Iowa, and then we get the two back-to-back games there with at Wisconsin and uh, at home against uh, Purdue a couple weeks from now the beginning of March uh, there. So Illinois doing what they needed to do there last night against Michigan, winning by a 29 points. And again, Michigan over the last several years has had a tough time, to say the least, on beating Illinois. And uh, that's something they love to see. All right, so we move on here and might hit up on some more college basketball a little bit later in the program. What else happened besides that Illini spanking against Michigan? And we'll also hit up on the NBA as well coming up a little bit later. But right now we got to stick with the local sports theme and the basketball theme. And we're hitting up on some boys basketball action there from last night. Some conference championships were decided in the regular season. And some teams closed out their final game of the regular season. Some games 
I uh, got on Friday and a Thursday as well. But uh, a pivotal w- a night in high school basketball last night in boys, at least. So uh, we'll hit up on that and a couple of those postseason games that happened in uh, girls basketball as well there last night. So uh, that's what I'm hitting up on coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the Universal Life Policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at Pekin and Gingham. Contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Around here at Wrangler, we are all excited for spring. The longer days, the warmer nights. When you've got your pick of shorts and jeans, either works just fine. Because comfort keeps us going. So grab your family, your friends, and your Wrangler layers for some fresh air adventures together. Blue skies, open roads. Wrangler, for the ride of life. The new year is here. Time for change. Start a new career in the high-demand fields of IT, cybersecurity, and AI with My Computer Career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. On a 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio, Wayne's World. One of the only move forward grabs there last night, including one at the Enlow Center. There as it was a one that was turned into an instant classic uh, there last night. I don't think I'm overstating that as uh, St. Anthony won this one uh, 41 to 37. 
there last night over Altamont. And uh, early on in this uh, game, it took Altamont a little bit to uh, finally get it going. And they also uh, coughed the ball up very a lot uh, there in the early going. Uh, we had them down for uh, 13 turnovers there in the first half, including a seven in the opening quarter. Had a little bit of difficulty getting the ball up uh, there with uh, full court pressure uh, applied by uh, St. Anthony. Uh, there and they did a good job of trapping Altamont uh, players and uh, forcing those steals uh, there. Uh, Brock Fairday was one of those guys uh, that was a beneficiary of a lot of those steals uh, there. More than a few uh, there. I think at one point uh, uh, Dominic calculated that was like six or seven steals at one point uh, for Fairday there. But uh, Santhi led by only five points. And I say only five points because it took about to the 418 mark before Altamont could get their first points uh, there at the uh, free throw line uh, there. So, uh, you know, when they uh, finally uh, got it going there, Altamont uh, kept hanging around despite all those turnovers and being, uh, despite being a little short on the bench as well. Uh, Eli Miller was out last night due to a little illness. He didn't even make the trip there to uh, uh, FEM. Uh, last night and uh, I said it in the post game and during the game but it was kind of like baptism by fire uh, throwing a couple of freshmen in there that you know haven't seen a lot of early playing time there at least in the first quarter uh, there uh, Parker Bell got in and Zane Miller got in due to just some of the shortness of the Altamont bench uh, there with a couple of guys out uh, there as well but you know Altamont despite being down the players that they were, and despite all the turnovers, uh, they kept the San Anthony within striking distance there and had a great third quarter uh, there, and they actually outscored San Anthony 14-2-9 uh, there in that third quarter to uh, cut the deficit to just three big, humongous three by Alec Arhouse, uh there to uh, close out the uh, third quarter to uh, get them uh, closer to that three-point game. And, then in the fourth quarter, uh, Altamont ended up tying the game uh, there and actually took the lead at a couple of different points in the game. You know, they had a, I don't want to say, uh, 36-34 lead at one point there, and it was kind of a tight game and a close game uh, there uh, late. Uh, but uh, Brock Fearday made a big uh, bucket uh, late. So did uh, Hatton as well in the uh, fourth quarter and uh, you know, Altamont kind of kept the door open there. Uh, KD also had, was big in that third quarter to keep him around and within striking distance. I want to say McManaway hit a big three uh, there to kind of put the team in front at one point there. But uh, St. Anthony, you know, they left the door open a little bit for Altamont there, and uh, they started turning the ball over as well. But uh, it was 40-37 uh, to 37 late in the uh, fourth as – uh, you know, Altima had a, a great look. KD had it into the corner. Uh, there he was open, but it just was not meant to be for Altima there last night. But uh, what a performance and what an effort by the Indians there. And uh, also congratulations to uh, St. Anthony as well for a hard-fought game uh, there. Uh, Schmidt and uh, Fearday both uh, came up big. Uh, Fearday had uh, 16 points in the game, and uh, Ryan Schmidt, uh, added a 14 of points there, and Hatton was big off the bench with six uh, there for uh, St. Anthony. And uh, so with that win, the Bulldogs are 27-4 and now, and now finish a perfect 8-0 and in the NTC. So uh, they take the tournament championship by beating Dietrich. 
uh, about a month back or a few weeks back, I guess. Um, and then uh, they took care of business there last night, probably a little bit closer than what they would have wanted, but uh, they ended up getting it done and uh, perfect 8-0 in the conference and win the regular season. Out to mind, uh, Coach Niebuhr, he didn't want to talk about moral victories uh, there, but this is a kind of performance that, you know, it's kind of getting later in the uh, year, and uh, the guys have been around each other for a long time, and uh, just with how uh, injuries and illnesses kind of plague the team here later in the year, this is kind of something that could springboard uh, them into the uh, postseason to have a lot of confidence, especially after, you know, the Tuscola game. Uh, they're kind of zapped some juice uh, there from the Indians. But uh, no moral victories, but uh, that performance there last night showed that they can compete with any team in the uh, state uh, there despite that game on a Saturday. And uh, they took the number one team in 1A uh, to their limit uh, there last night and uh, loved the game there last night. It's why I do what I do. Uh, really enjoyed uh, last night's game uh, there at the uh, Inlow Center. Uh, there with uh, the NTC on the line uh, as well. So absolutely loved that game there last night. Uh, elsewhere in uh, the uh, NTC NTC teams that were involved here, Dietrich, they got the win at 65 to a 50. And uh, Dietrich got out to the early lead, 18 to 4. And then uh, they uh, kind of took control there into the second. They led 19 to 5 or outscored Woodlawn 19 to 5 in that second quarter there. Uh, Gephardt was uh, leading the team for the Maroons. He had 21. Uh, Westendorf had 14, and so did Keck as well. Uh, there in the uh, Maroons picked up a another W for them. And let's see, uh, what does that push their record to now? As uh, let's see, uh, 22, 22, 23 uh, wins now for uh, Dietrich. Uh, there as they got the win against the Cardinals. Uh, Wyatt Rowley was the leading scorer for Woodlawn. He had 21 in the game. Samuel Brownstown picked up the win over Ramsey, 74-53 to here as it was only a five-point game after one quarter, but then the second quarter was really impressive by SEB. 23 points there in the second, also 22 more in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, Atwood had 25 in the game. Uh, Mason also had 18, and Schaub had a 12 uh, there for the Eagles. It was also a South Central with a, a close win against OPH. 34-31 was the final as uh, South Central led by five there, uh, but OPH came back, and uh, they actually uh, ended up taking the uh, lead there at halftime, and then uh, the Cougars outscored them 12 to four in the third uh, kind of take control back and uh, hold on for that uh, three-point win. Uh, Magnus had 12 points to lead uh, South Central to uh, the W there. Hey, speaking of the team that Altamont faced on a Saturday, that was Tuscola, and they uh, beat a, another NTC team here last night. They won against Nioga, 54-22 to a 22 was the uh, final score there last night in that one. And uh, North Clay won against Red Hill, 68-54, and counting here Beecher City, was victorious over Sandoval, 60-51 to there. Uh, CHBC kind of uh, built up the uh, lead, and at least the uh, Sandoval was consistent. They had 12 points in the second, third, and a fourth quarters uh, there, but uh, CHBC ended up picking up the W there. It looks like Wojcik led the way. He had 19 points, and Radloff 
had 12 points, and Lorton had 15 as well for the uh, Bobcats. Uh, They're picking up another W. Over in Totopolis, we had T-Town pick up the win over Mattoon, 56-44. She was led by five after one quarter, but then Mattoon made it a little bit of a closer game there in the second, but out of the locker room, the Shoes took control 20-3. to They outscored the Green Wave in a, the uh, third quarter there. Uh, Gaddis returned to the lineup for a T-Town. He had 29 in the uh, game. Joey Niebuhr, he was the next closest person. The double figures, he had eight. Uh, there and uh, Smith led the way for Mattoon. He had nine, and Gene had a seven uh, there. And uh, also, uh, Mount Zion was victorious over Decatur MacArthur, 62 to 48 was the uh, final score there. Man, I'm really interested to see the how far from Mount Zion it can be. Nine and one on the season they are now, and uh, they've been a super impressive season long. See if they can keep it going. Uh, leading scorers are Ju- uh, there, so it might be a problem. for uh, Cumberland, hey, they were also victorious last night, and uh, they won this one a 65-56 over Villa Grove in an LPC battle uh, there in Cumberland last night. And a uh, great third quarter for uh, Cumberland, and a really, uh, you know, one-point edge there in uh, quarter number one, Villa Grove. At the 12 to 11 lead, the Blue Devils looks like from Eric Stats here made a ton of threes as well. And, uh, you know, Cumberland looks like they hit about uh, five uh, for the uh, Pirates. And uh, Radel hit a couple of those, and he had 16 to lead the way there for the uh, Pirates uh, there. And uh, Miller had 10 points uh, for the Pirates there as well. So. Uh, nice win there for Cumberland last night as uh, it looks like uh, Harmon was also in a double figures there. It wasn't Radel who was leading the way. It was Harmon. He had 20 points for Cumberland, so uh, having a great game uh, there. And uh, so uh, Cumberland with a, a nice win over Villa Grove. So uh, the uh, Pirates now are 3-7 and seven in the conference. Is that right? 10-18 and 18 there that are what I'm seeing. Uh, here if this uh, website is uh, correct and so uh, nice win there for Cumberland against the Blue Devils last night. Uh, Argenta won over Sarah Gordo 72-36 and uh, Sullivan won over Heritage 62-20 and this one was the big one that we were looking out for in the LPC. This one was for uh, basically the regular season title almost or to kind of throw it into a little bit of a chaos um, but it was Arcola coming out with the win, 80-52. to 52. And uh, so uh, the uh, Purple Riders now 11-0 in the LPC. So uh, they're two up, and that officially wraps up the regular season title there. They lost in the championship in the tournament, but they get the regular season title. They're 22-6 overall. And also Brandon Phillips, 32 points there. Uh, for the uh, Purple Riders there to officially uh, clinch the LPC title. Uh, they're undefeated in the uh, conference there. Uh, Sullivan improved their record to 9-2. and Argenta was 9-2. and And Oka Valley now, with that loss, was 9-2 and uh, there. And, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it, but, you know, they could potentially see each other for a third of time in the regional semis uh, there. I just kind of... Uh, I looked a little bit of the path of St. Anthony uh, there because they're at uh, Bethany. 
uh, their start regional play, the number one overall seed there. But Arcola takes on uh, CHBC. They'll try to play spoiler there in Arcola on Monday. And then Oka Valley takes on Central A&M as well. The Raiders will try to play spoiler for a potential third matchup, a potential rubber match there in the regional semifinals. And this time around, it would be in Oka Valley, what the conference tournament was there in Decatur. And uh, last night's matchup was in Arcola. So, of course, let's do it on Oka Valley's home floor uh, there this time around for round three, uh, potentially. But Purple Riders got to win against the Bobcats, and uh, Oka Valley's got to take care of business against Central A&M uh, there in the postseason before that can happen. Uh, in the little line there last night, it was uh, Newton victorious over Casey, 62-49. Uh, and uh, Newton got out to the uh, three-point edge, but Casey uh, closed the gap there, and they actually uh, led by a point at halftime. But uh, Newton won the second half, 15-7. to They outscored him in the 22-16 to in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Wolf led the way for Newton. He had 19 points. Nichols had 15, and Gear had 13 points. Uh, Richards and Kokenauer and Parcel were the three and double figures for the Warriors, 19-15-13, respectively. There for them. Robinson got the win over Marshall, 72-46. Lawrenceville with a win over Carmine White County, 71-34. Carmine White County had a great record, but Lawrenceville handled them pretty easily there. And Mount Carmel won over Grayville, 55-52 there uh, last night in the LIC uh, there. And with that win, I think Newton's now 6-1 in the conference. And Casey now 3-4. Uh, there in that one. Uh, Central Illinois Conference, uh, you had Warnsburg Latham over Calvary Academy, 65-58. Clinton with the win over Tremont, 79-51. And in the uh, South Central, we also had a conference implications here because we actually had an upset last night as uh, this one, not an upset, but Vandalia, they improved to 500 in the South Central. They won over Pena, 64-51. Greenville over Carlinville, 59-33. Gillespie went over Staunton by two points, 45-43. Hillsborough over Piasol. That one was kind of an upset, even though both teams are kind of right there in the standings. But Hillsborough uh, only 11-19 now in the season, and Piasol was the opposite of that. But both teams 5-3 and three now into the conference. So Hillsborough, they beat the Birds last night, 49-43. And Litchfield was undefeated in the conference not no more as North Mac comes up and pulls off the upset there. 50-2-40-6. So uh, now the uh, South Central is a little bit tighter there. Litchfield now 7-1 into the conference. And Greenville is right behind them uh, there at a 6-2 conference as well. And uh, Litchfield, they have a couple more games in the conference left uh, that I see here. They have uh, Piasol and Carlinville uh, still left. Uh, they, and uh, let's see, uh, where is uh, Greenville? What's their remaining schedule uh, looking like there? Uh, Hillsborough and Piasol are still technically alive with that loss last night. The Greenville has a couple more games. Actually, uh, Greenville only has the Hillsborough game uh, left uh, there, according to this website that I'm looking at here. So, uh, hey, got a little tighter there last night, uh, thanks to uh, North Mac, and uh, they're a big win against Litchfield. Uh, there last night in the South Central High School girls basketball from last night in regional play. We had Chrysler Rock Luther in a regional. It was a battle in the NTC here in this region. So South Central 
victorious over North Clay, 54-48. So South Central on to the regional championship. Breeze Modern Day regional semis was Nashville over Belleville Althoff Catholic, 52-28. Breeze Modern Day over Greenville, 51-27 to set up that regional championship. And the North Mac Regional is Gillespie over Pawnee, 56-50. And Hillsborough winning over Auburn, 45-38 to set up an all-South Central Conference Regional Championship. Charleston Regional last night, we had Highland over Charleston, 63-21. And Mattoon, a winner over Olney, 48-36 to set up Highland versus Mattoon in the regional title game. And it was Taylorville with a win over Springfield of Southeast, 74-39. And Chatham, Chatham Glenwood over Rochester there, 61 to uh, 33 uh, there in uh, that postseason game. And I believe I didn't have it there on the uh, website there, but uh, I thought that Mount Zion was also in action uh, there uh, last night as well. Uh, actually, that's uh, tonight uh, there in uh, Danville. So I knew that was uh, coming up soon, but. Uh, so uh, Mount Zion's in action uh, tonight uh, there. Or, nope, that was the boys that I'm looking at here. It's kind of deceiving uh, there on my uh, list because both teams are so good there. Definitely want to clean this up for the Apollo, so bear with me. Uh, yeah, they won against uh, Champaign Centennial there, 66-27 last night in uh, Champaign Central over Decatur Eisenhower uh, there, 62-26 uh, there. Um, uh, local schedule for uh, tonight in uh, boys basketball. You got uh, Jacksonville at uh, Taylorville and uh, Charleston hosting Paris. And uh, Tuscola closes out their regular season against Central A&M. And Macon Meridian is at Hayworth as well. All right, I think I cleaned it up there on local sports. And you can find those now. On the website, fmradio.com, click on our sp local sports tab. Uh, that's where you can uh, find that, as well as you'll eventually find the uh, boys' postseason schedule. Uh, there as, hey, the uh, postseason begins there on a Monday for boys' basketball. But some teams still do have a few more games to go in the uh, regular season. I say a few, technically one uh, there. All right, I'll move on here from local sports, and we'll stick with the basketball theme here today, and we'll go to the NBA and see what happened there last night, and that's on the way here on the starting lineup. From 98.9 The Game Studios, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats, here to tell you about this week's specials at our store. We have baby back ribs for $3 and New York strip steak for $12.09 pound. Go to McMahonMeats.com or to your Facebook page for more of this week's specials. And remember, you get one pound of bacon free with a $50 online order. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. I'm Alice Hatcher. And I'm Jonna Schultz with Effingham Animal Rescue Sanctuary. Hey, animal lovers. Do you know you can make a real difference in the lives of our furry friends? Volunteer with your local animal organization. They need your passion and your time to care and protect animals in need. Folks, helping at an adoption event or assisting with daily care, every effort counts. Join us in creating a better world animals. Volunteer today and be the hero that they need. There are only three northern white rhinos in the world. 
but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. That's now at endextinction.org. Networks make it possible to share data from lots of places, like a bird sanctuary. Good eye. There is a typo. Thanks. But to make them powerful enough to deliver new opportunities at the edge, you need CDW and Aruba. CDW experts can help design and implement an Aruba Edge Services platform, which unifies, secures, and automates network environments everywhere, so you can translate data into innovation. Sorry, do you mind? This is confidential. Aruba makes visibility at the edge possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com Aruba. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. And now... Already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. Travis Sparks with your sports owner update today. The Blues didn't have an answer for Bobby McMahon during a 4-1 loss to Toronto last night. McMahon had a hat trick against the Blues, who only mustered a pitiful 15 shots in the losing effort. The Blues are in fourth place in the Western Conference with 58 points and a 28-22-2 record. The Blackhawks did not fare too much better as they have been skidding lately. They're on a seven-game losing streak in Chicago after a 4-2 loss against Vancouver at the United Center last night. The Hawks gave up a goal in the middle of the first period and a trail throughout the rest of the game. Chicago remains in last place in the Central Division with 31 points. Cardinal players are starting to prepare for the 2024 regular season in Florida today. Pitchers and catchers will have their first spring training workouts today after arriving in camp yesterday. The first full team workout for the ball club will be on February 19th, and the Cardinals have their first exhibition game on February 24th against the Marlins. In other team news, uh, former Cardinals starting pitcher Adam Wainwright was hired as an analyst for the MLB Network. Baseball is back for the Cubs as well. The Cubs pitchers and catchers report to spring training in Florida today. The Cubs will build a, a strong 2023 campaign that saw them miss the playoffs with an 83-79 and 79 record. The team have a new manager with former Brewers Craig Council Skipper as their new man. Welcome back in to the uh, start in a lineup. Travis Sparks here flying a solo with the uh, Sports Center Reads uh, today. And, man, I had such a strong start. It looked like that. Sports Center read today reminded me of that uh, meme that you see on social media of the drawing of that horse, this majestic horse in the front, and then this bad drawing on the back end. That's how that Sports Center went. It just threw me off here with the uh, Cubs reporting. It says to Florida. They're not in Florida. I knew that was wrong. I read it anyways. 
I'm like Ron Burgundy. You put anything on the teleprompter, I'll read it. Cubs play in Arizona uh, there. That's what threw me off there in that last uh, read. Anyways, enough of that. We move on from that a terrible ending to that otherwise fantastic uh, sports on a read. Uh, last night in the NBA here, we had, uh, we'll start at the uh, top there, the Celtics won over the Nets, 118-110. Jason Tatum goes off for 41 in the uh, W there. The uh, Thunder won over the Magic, 127-201, third teen there last night. Uh, the Heat won over the Bucks, 123-97, and bam, and a bio triple-double there. 16 points, 12 boards, and 11 assists. Giannis couldn't quite get that triple-double. 23 points, 11 rebounds, really 9 assists, or 8 assists there for the Greek Freak. Uh, Suns won over the uh, Kings by 5, 130 to 125 there. Sabonis, triple-double for him. You get a triple-double. You get a triple-double. 35 points, 18 rebounds, 12 assists. And the Timberwolves keep pace there with the uh, Thunder as the T-Wolves won against the Blazers, 121-109. Anthony Edwards, 41, he dropped last night there against Portland. And the Lakers, well, congratulations. Maybe hang another banner. Yeah, beat the Pistons, 125-111 there. A.D., Four blocks away from a triple-double, just like uh, Wimbyama had the other night. But uh, 20 points, 14 rebounds for the Unibrow, and uh, six blocks as well. And, of course, now uh, it, it it comes along with the theme here in the next segment, my top three. Uh, but uh, one thing that I despise, revisionist history, and uh, that report that came out there today about uh, the Warriors sniffing around for potentially acquiring LeBron James. Well, you know what? When I came in this morning, I was sniffing around, thought about coming in and going to get a bagel before I can, but I didn't do it. So there's that. Uh, LeBron and Steph Curry aren't going to play together, and I don't think there was a chance that he would have left L.A. there anyways. Uh, Action tonight, uh, the uh, Bulls, they're in action, and they're actually on network television, 6.30 on ESPN they're in Cleveland. Uh, Pacers head north to uh, take on the uh, Raptors uh, there. Spurs are in Dallas to take on the Mavs. Kings against the Nuggets. Pistons staying out west. They're going to take on Phoenix tonight. Uh, the Lakers are in Utah to take on the Jazz. And, hey, speaking of those Warriors, coulda, shoulda, woulda been. Uh, Warriors hosting the uh, Clippers uh, tonight. And that's the second game on ESPN uh, there and also the Nets and Celtics are going to do a little home and home situation uh, as this time it's going to be in a Boston. It was in Brooklyn last night, but this one's in uh, TD Garden uh, there. Uh, Heat take on the 76ers and the Knicks or in Orlando take on the uh, Magic and uh, the uh, Knicks also are putting that uh, game into protest the other night against Houston. Uh, the officials already said that they got it wrong, but now they're going to... Uh, uh, file a protest of that game and also Orlando making uh, some uh, waves of they're apparently going to retire Shaq's jersey after only playing four seasons with Orlando and probably best well known for what have been there in Orlando if that team would have stayed together uh, there but instead going out to LA and the Lakers swooping them up uh, there that coup 
that they had, but Magic are still going to retire his jersey, even though despite Shaq not bringing them any championships. First jersey retirement in Orlando uh, history there as well. All right, so that'll do it for the uh, NBA, and I want to save enough time here. I might have to, well, for some. Uh, coming up here uh, to close out the show, I got a special top three. Top three things that I love to hate here on this uh, Valentine's Day, and that's coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Mike Greenberg. Green. You've decided Matt Eberflus deserved to keep his job. You've got a job everybody wants. The draft pick that is Caleb Williams. Every single coach with options is going to find that appealing. So of every human being walking the face of planet Earth, they've decided Matt Eberflus is the best coach they can possibly get. Vrabel is available. Jim Harbaugh is available. What are we doing here? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now, Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. <laughs> Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. CJ Fred, get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 99, the uh, game ESPN Radio. Only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge a bit uh, longer. And uh, just like uh, good coaches, you make in-game adjustments on the fly. Just like good players, just like Peyton Manning did at the line of scrimmage. Get an audible here. I'm not going to cloud the shop three. I'm going to save that for the uh, podcast because I only got a few more minutes left here. It's going to take me longer, and I don't want to step all over this great that I had planned here today for Valentine's Day. So uh, stick around for that end of the uh, podcast. Omaha, Omaha, Mike 53, Mike 53, I'm splits. Last night started the show with it, so it's kind of appropriate that we end with it. Uh, there, uh, Last night in the top 25 action besides Illinois beating Michigan again. Uh, number four, Marquette. Hey, Eric told you to watch out for this game. Uh, Butler, the original Cinderella, 
almost pulled it off here. They won. Uh, they uh, Golden Eagles actually won here, 78-72. It's close. Uh, there it was Kolick who had a big performance for uh, Marquette, 27 points uh, for him, and just a six-point victory uh, there over the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, North Carolina falls. It's a roller coaster being a Tar Heel fan, I guess, because you have one upset, then you beat Duke, and then, you know, you lose again. Uh, you lost Syracuse last night. 86-79 was the uh, final you fall to the Orange. Number 10, Iowa State won over Cincinnati, 68-59. to Number 12, Baylor victorious over number 25, Oklahoma, 79-62. Dayton won over Duquesne, 75-59. On number 17, Creighton over Georgetown, 94-72. And, uh, man, you go off for a Charmeyer. Uh, first triple-double since 1985 for Creighton uh, there. And I only know that thanks to some stats and info here from ESPN. He's not even one of the top performers here on the side here. What the heck? He had a triple-double. First time since the 80s for the Blue Jays. Uh, number, let's see, that's number 19 BYU, winning barely by UCF, 92-88. Uh, only other action last night in the Big Ten was number 20 Wisconsin, beating Ohio State 62-54. And I just got that notification during the show that uh, with that loss, Ohio State has fired their coach, Chris Holman, uh, Holtman, excuse me, uh, he was uh, fired out as Buckeyes head coach after that loss last night to Wisconsin uh, there. Uh, Pittsburgh won over number 21 of Virginia, so a top 25 upset there, 74-63. Uh, Kentucky, they did not fall at Rupp, so well, it was like three or four straight they dropped there, but they beat Ole Miss 75-63. And this one, we hyped it up yesterday, and the first time the Sycamores were back in the top 25 since the Larry Bird. And what do they do when they get in the top 25? They lose. Ah, Illinois State beat them 80-67 to there. So uh, good appearance by Indiana State in the top 25, but uh, they'll probably fall out after that loss, only the second. A loss there for Indiana State in the Missouri Valley, but ah, Redbirds got him there, uh, 80 to a 67 uh, there last night. So uh, maybe next time there for Indiana State, and maybe we'll look out for them potential uh, popular upset pick potentially uh, coming up in March. Uh, top 25 action tonight. You got number 11 South Carolina. He's number 13 Auburn. Number one, UConn in action. They are visiting DePaul tonight. And number eight, Tennessee is against Arkansas uh, tonight uh, there as well. And uh, let's see, anything going on in the uh, Big Ten tonight? You got Michigan State up against uh, Penn State. And Iowa is at Maryland. Hmm, Spidey senses up. That's the next Illinois is Maryland. So I'll potentially be looking out uh, for uh, that one. Uh, tonight, is there anything in uh, women's basketball that happened there last night? Only one game of the top 25, West Virginia uh, beat TCU uh, there. Uh, I know uh, Ohio State's in action uh, tonight against Nebraska. Hey, watch out for Nebraska. They just upset Iowa guys. So at Lincoln, when they upset Iowa, 
maybe looking for some women's basketball, having some entertainment tonight, potentially. Uh, Kansas State is uh, at Iowa State, and Indiana is at Wisconsin. Mm, maybe you can find that, maybe not. It's on Peacock tonight. Uh, so uh, that's top 25 action. I was hoping that Iowa would be in action tonight, but to no avail. But we'll talk about uh, the uh, college basketball, what happens there on uh, tomorrow's program. But we're running out of time. See, I'm running long on this. I would have went way long on uh, my top three things I love to hate here on this Valentine's Day, uh, anti-Valentine's Day uh, for me. So stick around in the pod to uh, find out that special top three. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Following that is uh, Freddie and Harry. So enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day if you choose to celebrate it. But I got your top three things that I love to hate coming up in the pod. So find that on your favorite podcasting platforms. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Welcome to overtime of the uh, start in the lineup. Welcome in to the uh, podcast. Travis Sparks is still here flying solo. Hopefully Eric will be uh, back on uh, tomorrow's uh, show. Uh, a couple of things to uh, clean up here from the uh, Terrestrial Show. And also I called an audible at the end of the show. So I'll get to uh, my uh, top three that I was planning on getting to here on this very special day. Well... Special day for some uh, anti-Valentine's Day guy here. So uh, I got the uh, top three, my top th- three things that I love to hate. And you'll want to stick around for that here in the uh, pod. So uh, I'll get to that here in a second. Very uh, special top three coming your way. But there's a couple of things that I wanted to uh, clean up from uh, SportsCenter uh, before I got to that uh, top three list. And that's about all I have for you, maybe I'll uh, pull up and see if I can uh, find some of this data in sports history as well, but we'll just see what happens here. Uh, let's clean up some stuff from uh, sports center. I don't want Eric's hard work to uh, go to waste here. So uh, without further ado, uh, looks like Anthony Richardson is uh, ahead of schedule. Uh, the Colts got some welcoming news to begin the offseason for them. According to ESPN, their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, has been cleared to throw again following shoulder shoulder surgery. Easy for me to say. Uh, The surgeon also said that Richardson is approximately six to eight weeks ahead of schedule. Wow. Uh, Richardson was limited to just four games in his rookie year after being selected fourth overall in the 2023 draft. 
Speaking of football, the champions, Kansas City Chiefs, they're ready for their victory parade today. The celebration for the T uh, the Chiefs takes place and today and will include a rally in front of Union Station. Kansas City, of course, won their third Super Bowl title, blah, 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 five years, uh, first team, back-to-back, -back, blah, blah, blah. The Chiefs won last year, and close to a million of people flooded the downtown streets for the victory parade and rally. And what did I hear on that news bumper earlier? Expected a billion people? Uh, that's quite the uh, jump from a million to a billion uh, people. Uh, maybe they meant million, or maybe I just misheard uh, there. But uh, victory parade today. And I'll have more stuff coming up with the Chiefs here in a second. A uh, key member of the 49ers uh, defensive line is set for offseason surgery. San Francisco defensive tackle Ree Armstead wanted to go surgery on a torn meniscus in his right knee in the coming days. He was injured during the Week 13 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles and did not suit up again until the NFC Divisional round against the Packers on January 20th. A 30-year-old Armstead said that he is hoping to be ready for the start of training camp. Speaking of the Eagles, Hassan Reddick is looking to stay in Philly. Eagles' Ed Rutgers said a Tuesday that he never asked for a trade. In a social media post, Reddick did note that he understands the NFL as a business and that he is preparing for whatever comes next. The 29-year-old is scheduled to enter the final season of a three-year, $45 million contract. Reddick also said that he never told the organization he wanted to be traded, and he is hoping to sign an extension there in Philadelphia. Uh, the Giants are adding a slugger. I already we already said that uh, three-year deal for Jose Soler, forty-two million dollar contract. Uh, the Oakland A's are looking for an interim home before they make the move to Vegas. The San Francisco uh, Chronicle reports that the A's are are expected to meet with Oakland city officials on Thursday about a temporary home for the franchise. The team's lease at the Oakland Coliseum is set to expire at the end of this 2024 season. Reports suggest that the A's are considering moves to minor league ballparks in Sacramento or Salt Lake City or possibly a stand at Oracle Park. Ugh, don't like that. A short stint at the uh, San Francisco Giants Stadium. The A's have played at the Oakland Coliseum since 1968. Hey, speaking of stadiums, this one's in Missouri. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about Bush Stadium and a new uh, uh, ballpark there. No, the Kansas City Royals, uh, they... Uh, unveiled plans for their new ballpark in downtown in Kansas City. The team intends to build their new stadium blocks away from the T-Mobile Center and Power and Light District. The Royals revealed their plans for a $2 billion ballpark that will have, have a capacity of 34,000 people. The franchise is hopeful that the stadium would be ready for the 2028 season. The final design is still under development and. I did see a little bit of those renderings for that stadium, and I believe they still do have the fountains, but uh, come on. It's not a Royal Stadium if you don't have the fountains uh, out there. Uh, forget about anything else. The big scoreboard with the crown on top is also pretty cool, uh, but if you don't have the fountains, then this, no, this new stadium is a no-go for me. I mentioned it a little bit uh, during my NBA segment, but the Knicks are disputing their recent game against the Rockets. According to the ESPN, the Knicks decided to file a protest, a protest highlighting the NBA's last two-minute report and game crew Ed Malloy's acknowledgement that the foul call on the Knicks guard Jalen Brunson against Aaron Holiday inside the final seconds was incorrectly called. A protest must prove the misapplication of a rule, not simply a miscall, 
Only six protests in league history have been upheld. So we'll see about that. I also mentioned this as well, uh, but uh, the Orlando Magic are going to retire the 32 of Shaquille O'Neal during a, a post-game ceremony on Tuesday. Uh, Shaq becomes the first former Magic player to have their number retired by the team. Uh, Magic CEO Alex Martins said that there was no more, no one more deserving to be on the first list than Shaq. O'Neal said he never thought this day would happen. O'Neal becomes just the third player ever to have his number retired by three different franchises during Wilt Chamberlain and Pistol Pete Maravich. Miles Bridges is putting his legal troubles behind him. On Tuesday, uh, the Supreme Court dismissed three criminal counts against Bridges due to insufficient evidence to warrant prosecution. And quote. Prosecutors said that in the filing that the victim, Bridges' former girlfriend, gave conflicting statements to police and later said she was unsure how the damages were caused. Bridges was previously suspended for 30 games without pay by the NBA after an early incident for which he pleaded no contest in November of 2022. And the last two here on SportsCenter to uh, clean up uh, involves the college football playoff. Uh, the college football playoff will remain on ESPN for the foreseeable future. The FP, the CFP agreed to a new rights deal with ESPN yesterday. The network will exclusively broadcast the new 12-team tournament until at least 2031. The new deal kicks in before the 2026 season and is worth $7.8 billion over six years. Wow, that's a lot of cash. Uh, ESPN has held the rights to the uh, CFP semifinals and finals since the playoffs started in 2014. Now, finally, the college football playoff board might be tweaking the 12-team format already. Next week, the board of managers will vote on a 5-plus-7 model on February 20th, the revised model will give the five highest-ranked conference champions an automatic bid into the playoff with then the next seven highest-ranked teams filling out the rest of the bracket. Originally, the Power 5 conference champs were going to earn the automatic bid, but with recent realignment decimating the Pac-12 and left four true quote-unquote power conferences, the two-team Pac-12 needs to agree to the change in order to get the necessary unanimous results. So isn't that quite funny that they want to move to a five-team, seven-team format, five conference champs, seven automatics, and they need it to be unanimous, and it's supposed to kind of go against the Pac-12, well, they need Pac-12's vote, and there's only two teams in it. I mean, wouldn't you vote against it? If you're the only team holding it up, you have all the leverage here. The Pac-12 does, so, uh, or the Pac-2, I guess you'd say. So uh, that's a very interesting development uh, right there. So uh, that'll clean it up there from SportsCenter. But I also saw a couple of things on the side that I wanted to mention about the uh, headlines on ESPN. Uh, one of them was, the, of course, what's been uh, circulating on social media after the uh, Chiefs win in the Super Bowl. No, not Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey embracing, but uh, no, it's the interaction that Travis had with his head coach there that kind of caught some people by surprise. Or, I mean, those people that are kind of up in arms about it are probably those same people that are looking in for the first time 
uh, since uh, Taylor Swift has been uh, on the Chiefs Kingdom bandwagon. Uh, if you were upset about what Travis did there at the during the game and kind of bumping Andy Reid, obviously you've never played an organized sport or never uh, been an athlete uh, before. That sometimes just the emotions get away from you and whatnot, and sometimes brothers and coaches, I guess, squabble a little bit, and that's kind of what Travis elaborated with with him and his brother's podcast, the New Heights podcast, and he kind of uh, elaborated more on that by kind of uh, there. I'm surprised Jason was able to uh, talk coherently after seeing that video of the after party uh, there walking behind Travis and Taylor uh, there. But basically, uh, Travis said uh, on his podcast there was that his actions were uh, unacceptable and uh, said that uh, Jason mentioned that he crossed the line. I think that can we both agree on that? And uh, Kelsey agreed. He said, I did. I can't, I can't get that fired up to that point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. He later on said, I got a certain relationship with Coach Reed. He's checked me a few times, and I just wanted to let him know that I wanted this thing. He can put it on me, and I got him. You know, it just came in a moment where we weren't playing very well. I wasn't playing well, and we had to get some bleep together. And sometimes emotions get away from me, and that's been the battle of my entire career. He uh, later said that Coach Reed uh, talked to him about it and actually had a little chuckle about it as well. I couldn't be, you know, more proud of being his product on the field. I couldn't be more proud of, you know, where you've where we've come from as a team since I got here in 2013. I just love playing for the guy, man. Unfortunately, my passion comes out when it looks like it's negativity, but I'm grateful he knows I want to win this thing with him more than anything. I immediately wish I could take it back. But Reed's reaction surprised Mr. Travis Kelsey. Coach Reed said uh, he came right up to me after that and didn't even have any harsh words for me. I was ready to get a bleeping butt chewing. And for him to just tell me to be blanking better and just let me know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. You don't want things to come off, and it just made me all fired up to get the bleeping victory for him, man, because that's how much I love that dude, man. So, Big Red, sorry if I caught you with that cheap shot, baby, but Jason also wanted to remind his brother that uh, keep his head on a swivel because Coach Reed will coming in hot after him next time and potentially Watch out for a possibly liberated Travis Kelsey today on the parade, bumping with uh, Andy Reid potentially. So don't fall off any stages there at Union Station and hurt yourself uh, there, Mr. Kelsey. Uh, but uh, he said uh, that I know that I'll be looking out for him. Uh, he he could have cold cocked me in the face. I would have just ate it and said, yeah, let's bleep and go. So... There you go, a little transcription from their New Heights podcast uh, there that was dropped uh, there yesterday talking about the uh, Super Bowl W for the Chiefs. All right, so uh, let's see. I said I was going to see if I could track down some of the state and sports history, so bear with me here and see if I can pull that up here on this Valentine's Day 
Is there anything special that stands out in my mind about this day in uh, sports history? I don't know. So let's see all these pages. 51 pages of some of this stuff. It's kind of crazy. Let's see. Is this all about the NFL? Let's see. All right, I found it. Mm, let's see. February 14th on this date, uh, Michael Jordan wears number 12 after his jersey was stolen in Orlando and proceeds to score 49 points, proving it's not the number 23. Uh, in uh, this date in 2005, number two at Kansas loses to unranked Texas Tech in a double overtime game as Tech hits a three to win with 3.6 seconds left on the clock. And this day in 2010, the NBA All-Star Game sets a record for attendance at a basketball game as 108,000 fans, 713 fans to be exact, make uh, up the uh, crowd at the Cowboys Stadium in Dallas. For a 141-139 East of victory, Dwayne Wade was the All-Star MVP. And finally on this date in 2022, Josh Giddy had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists versus the Knicks at MSG, making him the youngest player in NBA history with consecutive triple-doubles at 19 years and 127 days old. That's this date in sports history on a Valentine's Day, February 14th. There from Mr. Josh Giddy. All right, so let's uh, get to the uh, segment that I saved here for the uh, podcast, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get to that here on this day of love, Valentine's Day, but not this guy. This guy is anti-Valentine's Day, so uh, I made up a list here of things that I love to hate here on this Valentine's Day, so let's go and let's get to this very special top three. And now, it's time for the top three. So just like the regular top three, it's in a no particular order here, but a top three things here on this Valentine's Day that I love to hate. I will, of course, start with number three in no particular order, though call me recency biased, but I had to put them on here as well because I just ended up talking about them. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, things I love to hate. Their third Super Bowl in five years. Back-to-back champions. Look, America loves a winner, but they hate a team that wins all the time. So that's the Kansas City Chiefs uh, pulling out the dynasty word these days. And Patrick Mahomes has it all. He has the family. He has the trophy smoke show wife in that new swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. He has the elaborate home if you've seen it on the quarterback series on Netflix. And now he has another Super Bowl MVP. Puts him in the conversation with Brady and Montana. Quickly becoming my goat. But all this guy does is just win. That's all he does. Or it seems like he does. It doesn't matter if the Chiefs are the most vulnerable this season. Everything came up Chiefs this year. So uh, Patrick Mahomes has it all. 
Travis Kelsey now has it all as well. He's getting in that conversation with Gronk as one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And of course, he's got the arm candy as well for Travis. He shot his shot. Respect, mad respect. The fellow Travis is everywhere. An inspiration, but still an envy of that you got a billionaire pop star girlfriend there. And speaking of her, she hopped on the Chiefs Kingdom fandom and she's experienced more jubilation, more winning in her short tenure. And the Swifties have experienced more joy in a football season than some of us have had our entire sports fandom. Looking at Lions fans, this year was uh, an aberration, though. Maybe it'll be starting a new thing for the Lions getting a win in the postseason, hosting a couple of playoff games, and getting all the way to the NFC Championship game. So maybe that'll turn it around. But look, Taylor Swift coming on here at the end and having a lot of success in her first year cheering for a team. I mean, maybe she was an NFL fan before, I don't know. But uh, she's had a, certainly a lot of success. So call me recency bias, but thing that, the number three thing that I love to hate is the Kansas City Chiefs and take your pick for any sports team uh, here on the list this is just my personal list but another team that I thought of of course you think of the Yankees the Dodgers the Lakers not only of their history with the Yankees of championships the Lakers of championships all the Hall of Famers that have played for them over the years and how many uh, NBA titles that they had and World Series titles for the Yankees but of course uh, they live they play in New York it's the sports media talk of everywhere just like politics national politics is local politics there in DC and the Yankees just play in a big market they think that they're better than everyone else the Dodgers thinks that they're better the Lakers of course um, and of course another team that brought up to mind was Michigan that I love to hate uh, mainly it's because of envy really I'm maybe projecting some of my insecurities at least in my uh, athletic phantom I don't know their academics really I think Illinois beats them there in that department but certainly uh, they have one of the uh, most successful programs or at least some of the most valuable programs in all of college football and that's something that I envy that's something that I'll never see. I'm envious and I hate that Michigan won the national championship this year after everything that they went through with the sign-stealing business. That's something that I'll never experience as an Illinois fan. I'm just going to admit it. I'm just going to realize that. The quicker that I realize it and come to terms with that, the better off I am. I will never see Illinois win a national championship in football. I know that. I've accepted that. So I'm envious that Michigan got to experience something that I'll never experience. And that's winning a national championship. Hell, I don't even know if Illinois is going to win a Big Ten championship ever again in football with the expansion of the Big Ten and it only getting harder. Oh. So maybe I, I'm I'm doing that, projecting that on Michigan. Uh, they love to hate them. I uh, can't wait for their football matchup coming up in the fall. I'll, uh, I'll be there to see their get their butts kicked by the Wolverines, but I'll be there booing them uh, for sure. Also, if you want to look here locally, uh, of course, I'd love to hate the Blackhawks and their dynasty success, even though it's been 
uh, fallen off the table recently. Of course, uh, my uh, Rams fandom shows I don't I don't like the Seahawks too much. And of course, if you're on the opposite sides of this rivalry uh, there as well, you probably hate the car. You love to hate the Cardinals here for your Cubs fans. And I don't blame you. We have 11 World Series championships, the most in the National League, second only to the New York Yankees. And we're just a better overall franchise with a lot of Hall of Famers, retired numbers, and all that. Even though, I'll say, you have won a World Series more recently than us. So I will give you that. And you just barely missed the playoffs while we finished in the basement behind the Pirates this past season. Maybe that'll change. Maybe it won't. All right, I continue on here with my top three things that I love to hate here on this Valentine's Day. My number two, call me recency bias for this, Peacock. Love to hate this. I love that it's cheap. Only $5.99 a month. That's it. You can see everything under the umbrella of NBC Universal. You can see Yellowstone if you want. The Chicago shows, which I watch quite often. Anything you want. But last night, Peacock made me hate them all over again. Just because it's the way of the world of just streaming exclusive games. But before the uh, game against St. Anthony last night, Altamont, want to watch a little bit of the game. And want to follow along, listening into the studio here to Brian Barnhart. I wanted to see the images as well on the screen. I could not do that because Peacock would not let me log in to their service. I have been paying my money for a solid three years now since the WWE Network switched over to Peacock. Three years. But yet, you can't find my email address to send me a forgot password code so I could reset my password so I could watch the Illinois game last night. I had to watch it this morning. It's not the fact that I watched it, and I love that I can go back this morning and watch it, and I can watch it over and over and over again that I can watch Illinois beat Michigan and Michigan lose yet again. Coach Howard lose yet again to the Illini. 0-8 now. I love the fact that I can do that, but I hate that I couldn't see it last night and that it somehow cannot find my email address to send me a reset password code. And you have no problem finding my debit slash credit card information to take the money out of my account every month, but you can't find my email address so I can reset my password? What the hell, Peacock? And that also aligns up with everything else in the streaming world as well. Everything going to streaming, streaming exclusive games, people crying about it. Look, I've never cried about the Peacock thing because I have it. Like I said, WWE Network switched over to Peacock in 2021. I've been a subscriber ever since. I get the WWE Network, which runs a little bit worse than when WWE was running their actual network, but that's neither here nor there. I roll with the punches. I get $5.99 with ads. You take the good with the bad. For the WWE Network, all the pay-per-views. I refuse to call them premium live events. That's just gross. Don't even get me started on the WWE. I could probably spend an entire hour talking about them 
and the things that I love to hate about them. But you get the WWE Network plus all of the NBC Universal shows for $5.99. That's it. That's a great value. So I've never really complained about that. Peacock exclusive games because I already have it. But, of course, this also brings up the streaming of uh, Apple TV Plus, the Cardinals with Albert Pujols two years ago, the biggest home run of his entire career, the thing that we built two years ago on, seeing him hit 700 and breaking that record, home home runs in a Cardinal uniform, and it's on Apple TV Plus. What's even on Apple TV? I'm sure there's other things, but... I mean, I already have Peacock for the WWE, and if you have Prime, you already have Prime Video, so you're okay with that, seeing the NFL and stuff. So, what's even on Apple TV? I don't even know. Stop doing this with modern streaming services and streaming exclusive games. But Peacock, what the hell? I wanted to watch the game last live, and I couldn't, because it's only on your network. What the hell? Forgot my password. Give me a break. And no problem finding my money, but has a problem finding my email address to reset my password. Ugh. All right. My number one thing here that I love to hate, it's Valentine's Day. Now, this might reveal a little bit about me, about my relationship status, my marriage status. But seeing all this mushy, gushy, lovey-dovey stuff, I'm like George Costanza with Christmas. This is a commercialized holiday. If you're in the flower industry, jewelry industry, restaurant business, you'll love it. Because you get a lot of reservations. Jewelry. Not only with earrings and necklaces, but engagement rings. Let's, let's be real. Pick another day to get engaged besides Valentine's Day. Like... Get original. Get engaged on a date that means something special for you and your special someone. Maybe Valentine's Day is that day. So be it. Then do it. But get a little bit more original than proposing on Valentine's Day. I'm anti-Valentine's Day. If you have that special someone, go out and celebrate today and tonight. By all means, do it. But I'm here for the people that don't have anyone on Valentine's Day, that don't have that significant other that they feel love for, and that they don't receive a love. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe this is your first Valentine's Day without your significant other in some sort of a fashion. That's who that I'm here for you for. Like, seeing all this stuff with love, that can be hard when you don't have that. And so I'm here for you today. But I do have some good news for you today because it is a commercialized holiday for all those industries. But the one thing I do love about Valentine's Day, have no fear. Tomorrow, candy, Valentine's Day candy, chocolate, 50% off tomorrow. So go ahead and get that a chocolate for you if you don't have that special someone. If you sworn off the opposite sex, you say, I'm done with men. I'm done with women. Do something for you today. Go out and buy that stuff to bear just for you. Maybe rip it up, burn it up later in your fire. Do something for yourself today. That's who I'm here for. Anti-Valentine's Day. Hashtag. I don't even know what you'd say. Hashtag anti-V-Day.
is what I'd say. So the number one thing that I love to hate here on this Valentine's Day is the holiday itself. Maybe that'll change. Like I said, maybe you have that. Maybe you like Valentine's Day. You enjoy that. Good for you, but not for me. It's not for me uh, this year in particular. So uh, there you go. Hopefully you enjoyed my little rant about a Valentine's Day, a commercial holiday there. And uh, I will leave you with that today, a special top three. And see, I definitely needed four, more than four minutes of the show to get through my rant uh, there today. All right. So that will do it for me today. And that wraps it up here on this Valentine's Day. I'm going to go ahead and make my reservation of 4-1, and I got that table that's right up against the wall, so I'm not looking at anybody. I'm not looking at the other couples and whatnot. I'm going to go get me some chocolate and enjoy my day. It's Wednesday. That's something that I always watch on Wednesdays, so I think I'll go and do that. Until then, hopefully you have a good one. Hopefully Eric will be back tomorrow as well, so... Uh, until then, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. I love and appreciate you. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.